Welcome to the road to growth, success of an entrepreneur. We've raised the bar. Learn firsthand from successful business owners and create your own path to success. I'm going to show you how great I am. It's time to hit the road to growth with team lead of the Enriquez Group, Realtor Hi, Vinny. Road to Growth listeners. Uh, today, I'm excited for this. Well, I'm excited for, for most of my interviews. Okay, well, okay, I'll say all my interviews. I don't want to make anyone feel bad, but I got Stevie on here right here. He's a mindset coach. Uh, he's gone through some stuff like we've all gone through some stuff at a, um, growing up. And I think what's he's gone through has helped him understand what other people are going through and helping them kind of come to realizations, understandings and things like that. But Stevie, you can tell the listeners a little, probably a little better than I can of what you do and who you are. Why don't you jump in? Yeah, by all means. So thanks. Thanks so much for having me, Vinny. Great to be here. Um, so a little bit about myself, I'm a mindset coach, like you said, and, and it's difficult to explain what I do because it's, it's not, I'm not a big fan of, of job titles or even the title coach. I look at coaching as a tool rather than a profession. Um, I rescue high achievers from jobs or professions that don't fulfill them, that they don't have passion for. And I help show them what it is that they did come here for, identify and connect with their purpose in life, and then teach them how to create a profitable venture doing what they love. So the first thing I kind of come up to is what, what's your take on nature nurture on society? Is it, you think 50-50? Where, where do you see that as a person? How, how, how do you, you cut out a little bit there? Did you say na- nature versus nurture? Yeah, exactly, exactly. So how, how, how do you mean exactly? Can you, can you give me well, a bit more context on the question? Yeah, so I, I, we talked about it briefly before we got on uh, camera about we all have our origin stories and we all come some, from somewhere, right? So that would be kind of more off of uh, the nurture aspect of it. But do you believe that the who we are as a person, there's still some of the... I guess, nature aspect of it. Does that make sense? Is it 50-50? Is it more so your origin of kind of what happened to you defines who you are as a person? Yeah, okay, I get it. Um, so so I, I believe deeply that we all come here with a purpose, right? And that's probably what you mean by nature. What is, what is it that we came here to do? What's the mission that we came here to fulfill? Um, and... Yeah, that's a big part of of what I believe and what I teach and help people really understand what it is that they that they did come here to do. Um, a bit like the the lines in a piece of wood all have their individual unique grains. You know, we we too each have our own unique individual things that we enjoy. But the the way the way in which we identify that, the way we identify that purpose and that bliss, that that unique gift, that thing that makes us really happy is 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 looking back through our origin story, right? What were all of the things as a child that we really loved doing? Um, what were the things that we could spend hours and hours doing without feeling like it it took more than five minutes, right? Where could we get lost in time? Um, <clears throat> what are some of our employment um, or experiences in general that we've that we've gone through and, and how they guided us, what did we enjoy about them, what did we accomplish, where were the important U-turns that we took in life, what were some of the really profound and impactful things that we experienced and and how did they affect the decisions that we took in life, right? Where where did we shelter and play safe and tell stories start telling stories stories to ourselves about we're not good enough we're not important enough we're not worthy enough or or whatever it might be right we have this this internal story that at one point in our life kept us safe right It, it was a valuable conversation that we had internally um but it continues to play years later and it, and it keeps us going away from from what that true purpose and path in life is so, so looking back through that origin story, we, we can kind of stop pulling the pieces together. Of, oh, I get it. I, I see where I picked up that story from. I, I, I see where I, I had this decision to say, for simplicity's sake, to take this job or not take this job. And I, I chose the job 
for safety and practical reasons rather than it being something that I really wanted to, to do that I was passionate about. Um, so it's about un unraveling, unraveling our origin reveals what our purpose is. So, so they, they mold together. Do you, when, so when you sit down with someone, right, that you're having a conversation with, do they put together, is it like a, a roadmap of trying to figure out where the, the big moments in that person's life are or how they made that decision for there? Is it similar when you talk to multiple people? Is like, what's that, what's that structure look like when you're talking to someone and trying to figure out those highlight moments? Yeah. So, so the bliss work, the purpose work, um, it takes about two months. Um, there'll be different exercises each week. You, you start off looking at all the things that you that you love to do. You look at some of the things that have disrupted you throughout your life, and it and it's a process of of unfolding what our true lines of nature are. Um, so it's it's a little bit of work each week, which which adds on to itself. Um, and, and people, you know, everyone has their own pace of understanding what their bliss is. But the, the lines begin to unfold pretty quickly. Mm. Right? I could give you some exercises after today's class, Vinny, and you could go away and do some work tonight or tomorrow, whenever it was. And you'd be like, wow, yeah, I forgot. I forgot that I love that so much, right? How how could I put that away? And then and then it will just it will just add on and layer on from there. And then, you know, as we get into some of the some of the bliss disruptors which the, the two main disruptors are fear and desire, right? So it, it's fear of, of not having enough money, fear of not being safe, fear of, of not being acknowledged or highly sought after or respected in, in the community and in the family. Um, and then desire, desire to have more money, desire to have more prestige, desire to have more success, desire to have a certain standard of living that we that we convince ourselves we won't be able to attain by following what it is that we truly love. Now walk us through kind of your journey. What, what got you into this? Where did you, where did you grow up? Where did you, where did you come from? Yeah. Yeah. So I was born and raised in UK, Northwest of the UK, born in Manchester um, and, and went to school not, not too far from Manchester, about 40, 50 miles away. Um, and yeah, it was it was Thatcher's England back then. Um, so obviously, as a child, you have you have no idea really about your outer environment. But it, it was very much a world of kids should be seen and not heard. Um, there, there perhaps was there wasn't a lot of emphasis on children, from what I remember. And and my my origin family. Again, I didn't know that now, but but looking back at it now, it's, it's oh so clear. Were driven by a world of of scarcity, of, of there's not enough. You need to find something stable and secure, a secure career, and you know money doesn't grow on trees. You know the, the, those kind of beliefs um, everywhere, which I've, I've, you know I've, I've learned now that it actually does grow on trees. Um, you know there's, there's abundance and wealth everywhere you look if you're willing to open your eyes to it. Um, so I, I went through my life, um, you know, without going too deep into the story, um, Vinny with, with picking up various different traumas, um, again, completely unknowing and, and then through my way in life, finished school, went to university, not because I really wanted to or, or knew why I was going or had any particular direction or, or great vision in mind. It was just, just what you did. Right, it was just the, the best thing that you could do to give yourself a chance of success, whatever that means. Um, and then went into, I did did a bit of traveling and landed in the in the corporate world. Um, you know, with with some romantic stories and and different bits and pieces all all tied around it. Um, and then I, I worked in the corporate world um, selling software for. Um, software technology corporations for about 15 years and and I think throughout that time I mean I, I think the, the biggest disrupted air was that desire for success 
right? That desire to be accepted, that desire to want to make something of your life, that desire to to have more financial freedom, to attain more. Um, and I did well, right? I made some. I made some money. I was. I was acknowledged. I was respected. I was appreciated. Um, but I never. I never felt fulfilled, right? It was always. It was always about accomplishing the next thing. It was never really about enjoying where I was at, enjoying the project that I was on, enjoying the people that I worked with. It always felt. It always felt like a bit forced. Forced pressure. Um, and I, I just think with that came an awakening, right? You start, I began to ask myself some big questions in life. People, people would land into my life and introduce me to different concepts, different books, different authors, the, um, the world of mindfulness and awareness and spirituality kind of, kind of landed on my plate. <clears throat> and I, and I started going down that journey. And I think the, the, the most profound insight, <clears throat> excuse me, um, I probably had was um, I, I'm, I'm a big admirer of an author called Joseph Campbell, um, who, if you don't know Joseph Campbell, I, he, he was basically the, the guy who invented the phrase, follow your bliss, follow your bliss in life. And that's where all, all the good things happen. And you, you probably know Abraham Maslow. Right, so Abraham Abraham Maslow with his hierarchy of needs. It starts with security and then safety, and there's and there's there's five different needs which end with self actualization. Well, Campbell said, I think somewhere back in 1960, that although very noble, anyone anyone who's living for those things essentially has nothing to live for. In other words, they're, they're just a very they're very basic things in life that we, most of us strive to attain every single day. And even if we get there, right, even if we make it to the top rung in that pyramid, there's still a feeling of, of emptiness of now what now I've, I've attained all this, you know, I'm still, so what? Um, I think that was, that was the biggest profound realization for me is, is this idea that, until you connect deeply with the reason why you came here and really understand that and really start living in alignment with who you actually are, you'll always feel empty. You'll always feel lost. You'll always feel there's no money or wealth or success or recognition in the world that can, that can repair that connection that we lose from, from not following our purpose. Um, and it's a bit like, the best explanation I've had is if you can imagine a compass, right? A calibrated compass points true north, right? If you point it anywhere around the world and it will always, it'll always point true north. Um, is what happens for us is when we start making these safety-based decisions, our compass is off, say, say three degrees, three degrees off, right? So instead of pointing true north, we're headed off in this direction. And, when you're two or three years out of college, right, the, the difference is not that big. It's not that much. So you, you feel a little bit of discomfort, a little bit of pain, um, but nothing that will make you want to break anything in your life at that point in time or make any massive shifts. But if you if you fast forward 15, 20, 30 years, in some people's case, you're, you're way off. You're way off where you're supposed to be. And, and we feel it. Right, that that pain that we feel when we wake up in the morning of dreading whatever it is we're going to do, or just just some unknown anxiety around what might lie ahead. That is that is the pain we feel from not being where we are supposed to be in life, right? And we we have two choices, right? For anyone who's listening and and says, yeah, that that's me. You have two choices. You can either continue down that path. And just know that you're just going to keep getting what you've always gotten, or, or you stop and you take a hard left, and you and you come back to your true path, which which breaks a lot of shit, right, Vinny? You have to start showing up in a way where people are like, I, I don't like I don't like this new you. You know, I liked it. I like Vinny the realtor, 
right? With his with his Enrique's group sign behind him. I know who you are. You know, where if you start showing up as whatever it might be, it's it it ruffles a lot of feathers. How was the ruffling for you when you got out of your kind of sales position and knew you had a, a different path, a different path of helping people? Yeah, I I I had to break a lot of relationships, right? I mean, I, I mentioned a little bit about my my trauma earlier. Um, so re- relationships with parents, I, I essentially had to break down. I mean, just to, to give you a little bit of the, the background is, you know, I, I was mistreated by my father. Um, my father is now, you know, he's now suffers from severe dementia. Um, so he, he's somewhat, somewhat out of the picture, right? He's, he's, he's still alive, but he doesn't, his, his cognitive skills have, have gone completely. Um, but in my head, I'd always given my mother a pass, right? You know, she, she wasn't responsible. And then I think as part of that awakening, I saw all this behavior from my mother. One, one, she allowed it and never really told the truth about it. And, and secondly, she had this relationship with me and I'm sh- I'm sure you'll laugh at this Vinny. I think we all do with our mothers where they can where they can just trigger us right at the, at the at the slightest thing right they can say things that will take us from a place where we feel real good to one where we we just in an instant right we just our our we slide down the emotional scale back to this small child um and it was a case of of calling her out on that and and setting boundaries in that relationship, just, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to allow you to speak to me in a way that doesn't make me feel good. Right. You don't speak to anyone else like that. Um, so yeah, that was the big one. Um, you know, I've, I've let go of a lot of addictions in my life. I'm about two and a half years sober now, Vinny. Um, so with that come groups of friends, right. That you used to spend a lot of time with socializing and they're, they're still friends, but that, that thread, of going out of your mind that the pub and getting wasted does, doesn't exist anymore. So, so as you as you clear old stuff out of your life, it allows new people, new friendships, new opportunities. It gives them space to grow. With uh, regards to your the trauma with your uh, your father, what was that? And also, did you ever forgive him, or have you forgiven him? Well, that's a that's a big question, Vinny. Um, so I've I've worked with lots of different therapists and coaches recently, right? It was something I never. It was a can of worms I never opened until three, four years ago. Um, and the subject of forgiveness is massive, right? And I remember working with this with this really skilled therapist, and we did that e- EMDR. I'm not sure if you've ever. Ever done that? I, it's, I, I I actually had someone on here. I think last week that was talking about that. Yeah, no, it was it was a really cool experience, and and she was very much of the of the opinion that you 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 forgive when you're ready to forgive, right? There's you, I think you learn that there's such a thing as forced forgiveness, where where you forgive because you think that is the road to freedom. Um, and if you do that before you've actually truly acknowledged what happened to you and gone gone through the stages of anger, uh, I'm not sure if you've seen it, the emotional scale is about tw- 23 emotions that we have as humans. And I think at, at the very bottom, number 23 is like fear, depression. Um, and then as you go up the scale, there's things like anger, resentment, um, and then all the way up to the top where you've got, I think there's about seven positive emotions hopefulness optimism joy um so it's you know you can't go from number 23 to number one immediately so you you have you all you need to do is find a better feeling thought than the one you have right now right so if if you're in that moment of feeling fearful about everything feeling depressed about life being angry will improve the way you feel Right, and that—that's the challenge many of us have in society. Because, <clears throat> let's say, if you were depressed, right, Vinny, or, or not feeling good, and then all of a sudden I noticed that you were acting angry, right? Your depression probably wouldn't have bothered me, 
right? It had no effect on me other than you might be looking a bit down on yourself. But now you're angry. And I'll say, whoa, whoa, Vinny, calm your anger, right? This, there's no need to be angry. And that will encourage you to go back into a depressed state again. Um, whereas anger is actually a positive thing. I mean, obviously, you don't want to live there forever, but it's a temporary stop on your emotional scale to process some of the things that have happened to you that is the cause of your fear, that is the cause of your anxiety or whatever it might be. Um, so it'll, it allows you to climb that emotional scale, process it, and then and then the, the better feeling thought that you'll have from anger will be, will be perhaps one of, I don't know, boredom. Um, or, or whatever it might be, but all, all the time you're climbing that emotional scale to process what you've actually been through. And I think, have I forgiven? I think so. Um, I, I, I find it a really difficult question to answer. How do you, because you're going through all the steps and, and working through in a positive way and just for, instead, like you said, just to forgive, to forgive and kind of forget kind of thing, but you're going through the steps. How do you compartmentalize basically the emotional roller coaster you're going through on like something big like that while also, I guess, helping other people going through their kind of ruffling of their feathers and kind of changing the way they're looking at things? Is there, is it, was it hard for you to start to compartmentalize when you're going through your own stuff and kind of helping other people or how is that a process like? Yeah, so, so my experience is people relate to people who also struggle, right? I remember when I, when I first started making noises that I was moving into this, into this world, into this profession, and I think a friend of mine said to me, oh, those you know, people who do that kind of work have had these perfect worlds, perfect childhoods and and you know never had a problem in life and they they can they can be this uber positive influence on everyone and and it's just a story right because I I, I don't think those people exist right I mean obviously there, there are people who've had more pleasant experiences than others right there's a scale and a range of that but our, our troubles are all relative. Right. I mean, you saw the you saw the big interview recently with with Meghan and Prince Harry, um, and you know Prince Harry just made that world sound horrible. Right, it wouldn't be a world that I'd want to live in. Right, where you have to keep up this pretense and smile for the cameras and pretend like you're always nice and and happy and life's joyous. And I'm sure that there's benefits and perks in that world, but there's also a lot of suffering. Right. So I think even the great Buddha says is that suffering is just part of the human experience. Right. But that doesn't mean it needs to define us and it doesn't mean it doesn't mean it needs to be a permanent experience. So I identify that you're suffering, connect with your feelings. And, and when I am in those places, I I share. I share with my social media posts, I share with videos, and I think that that's what people relate to, right? That that story of, wow, this this person is is in the same place as I am. They, they, they can relate to my challenges, they can relate to the life that I live. Um, social media do, doesn't help for the most part, right, Vinny? Because, you know, you see, you see kids, young kids kill themselves regularly. Right, we have a massive mental health issue and a massive suicide epidemic. But all these kids were all smiling, and their life looked fantastic on social media. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I've been lucky enough to talk to a lot of different entrepreneurs, a lot of business owners, and you can feel when someone's not being real with you, and it makes the conversation even harder, you know, to 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 dive deeper into it, and actually, it just feels fake. I mean, the same thing when you're seeing on. Like you said, social media, when you see these pictures that have been staged, right, of like, oh, look how great my life is. Look how great this is. It's like that, for, at least for me, it turns me away. I don't want to hear there's I don't want to hear that story right now. I want to hear someone that's been in, in the rut with me and is finding a way out of it. And it's being real about it. It makes it it, it makes it easier to relate to it and it makes it easier to get out out of on your own journey, too. I guess. Yeah. I mean, to use that example, right, Vinny, if you were. 
if you were choosing to work with someone then by based off what you're saying is you you you'd be more drawn to someone who who has a story who's who's overcome a certain something and and going back to what we were saying earlier about this this origin story that we have is people want to work with people that have have kind of overcome something and are now following a north star right you 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 go there first and then your tribe will follow you well i mean i i know it's not a a, um, a straight similarity but if you're going to the gym right and you have the option of two different trainers one trainer that's really fit and one that's really i mean overweight morally obese right you're probably going to choose the one that's that's probably fit i mean because they're doing what they're 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 teaching Right. And if you've lived a perfect life and you never had to practice what you've taught, it's hard to say, does this really work or is it only basically what they read in the book? Yeah. Um, information is everyone wants information. Right. For some reason, we, we live in this world where it's like, tell me how. Tell me how I can do this. Tell me. Tell me how I can build a business. Tell me how I can make money. Tell me how I can attract more followers. Um and that's not where the magic is, right? That that's not what shifts the dial and turns people's lives around, right? What people want more than anything is transformation, right? Is is the insights that they get from realizing that the beliefs and the conversations and the stories and the thoughts they've had with themselves their whole life is just not true. It's just absolute bullshit. Um, that you can't read that in a book. You can't be taught how to do that on a video. Um, it requires conversation like this, right? For you to open up to me, Vinny, and say, you know what, you know what, Stevie, I, I'll always be like this because of whatever, right? I, I don't want to, I don't want to um, cast any aspersions on you, on you right now, Vinny, or, or put you in an uncomfortable spot, right? But we all have our, we all have our stories. We all have our limited beliefs. And, and it's only by drawing that out to the surface and, and looking at it, right? And you don't want to look at it, right? Because you're like, no, I'm not, I'm not talking about that, right? Never mind that. I'll be like, oh, let's go back to that, Vinny, that, that thing you didn't want to talk about. Let's have a look at that for a second. It's usually the painful conversations, the ones you need. Yeah. Yeah, we either grow through pain or we grow through insight. Now, when you first got into the mindset coaching, right? I know you don't like the title, but when you first got into this this line of business, right? And you're you're advice, you're basically helping people come to the realization that hey, they have to ruffle some feathers. They might the people they're surrounded with maybe aren't the best fit for them. I mean, those are life altering changes that people are having to do. That first person or the first couple people that you started to work with, that had to be was that difficult? I mean gaining their trust for you can actually help them come to the realization that they had to maybe make some changes or how did that process work when you transition into this line of business? Yeah. So to answer that really succinctly, you need to give people a, a glimpse of what better looks like. And People need to be ready to do that, you know, and, 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 and you get drawn together, right? So, so my, my way of working with people is I'll, I'll typically get on a call like this. We'll have a conversation. Um, and if, if you experience profound insight during that conversation, you, you get committed to yourself. You get committed to want to, right? It's not it's not a commitment to me. I, I really, like I said, when we talk about coaching, coaching is a tool. Um, obviously, there, there needs to be that personal connection and that trust. Um, and, and then it, it becomes more of a journey for the client, right? The client gets really, really committed to having more breakthroughs. Right. It's, it's hard to convince someone to work with you on a coaching basis, on a coaching relationship, unless they have that breakthrough, unless they have that, that one moment that's like, wow, 
wow that's uh that's massive for me and then and then a conversation around working together is it's, it's just a natural part of that process so that that wow moment is that on the initial conversation that you have with them is it something they have to have in their own life to come to the realization they need someone i mean it, when does that wow moment happen it's it typically during a conversation like this um so i might be they might come across me or i might come across them we'll start chatting to each other send a few messages you know what's going on what's what's happening in your life what would you like to do what would you like to accomplish oh you know i've been stuck here in this job it's not going great for me um but blah 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 story 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 um and then i i think i can help with that would you like to have a, would you like to have a chat um and and for me anyway i you know i, I like to know that we can work together right so it's not a case of here's what i do here's how much it costs it's always let's have a conversation um i need to know what you're up to, how committed you are to, to fixing it, um, and that we have that chemistry to work together, um, and, and that I can help you, right? Um, so we'll have a conversation, and then either during that conversation, I'm, I might say, look, I'm not sure I can help you, or if I can, I'll say, look, I, I think I can, I can probably help you. Um, would you like to hear what that looks like? When you first started in the business, those conversations, was that word of mouth? Was it marketing? Where did those conversations at least start from? Yeah, so I mean, there's many different ways to start a conversation with someone. Um, so it's about, firstly, you have to, you have to identify what problem you solve, right? If you, if you try and do everything, right, and just go into the, to the world of, I'm a coach or even I'm a mindset coach, right? I fix people's minds is it it's there's too big of an ocean out there so that so the problem i solve is is helping people connect with their purpose and teaching them to do what they love in life um so it's it's chatting with people finding people that are probably in careers or professions that don't serve them or have already um began to make strides into the world of entrepreneurship but I'm not quite sure where to go, not quite sure what they should do, um, what that idea might be, or, or they're trying something and it's not necessarily really connecting with them. Um, so short answer to your question is get clear with who it is you want to help and then find out where they hang out um, and start, start putting yourself and your insights and your ideas in the places where they're likely to see it. For, for 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 yourself, I mean, was there a was there a location? Was there an area? Was there a community that you frequented or were around that allowed you to kind of be in those situations and have those conversations? Do you recall? In, in terms of where my potential clients might be. Yeah. Um I, I want to say no. I want to say no. There's there's not there's not a there's not a hangout for people that want to get more from life. Yeah. <laughs> they're in they're in di they're in different places, right? And that's that's a constantly evolving game. Um, it's like for you, right? In the in the real estate business, right? Is there is there a group for people that want to buy the exact kind of houses that that you can you can help them find, or or the people that want to sell the houses? I mean, the, the, the way that I look at it is real estate happens when a life event happens, death, marriage, birth, um, things like that. So if I can focus on people that are having life events in the near upcoming future, basically that allow me to kind of be around those people. So there is kind of, a, I guess, a spot that I can kind of uh, trickle into those kind of people. I, I mean, I, I wonder if there's maybe phrases and I guess that for your, for yourself where you'll start hearing people say these phrases and that means that they probably are not getting enough out of life. Is there something like that at least? It, it's the exact same kind of concept that okay. you mentioned around real estate, right? So there's, there's all these different life events that are happening that are causing someone to question their, their existence, their happiness, that they want to get deeper in their purpose in life. Um, 
So, so as you might look in many, many different places to find where those life events are happening, that's that's the same the same kind of game that we would have from a marketing perspective. Okay, fair, fair enough. I mean, one question that I mean, it kind of intrigues me. You're talking about the ruffling the feathers when someone's coming to the self realization, and you're helping them come to the self realization, or or even in your own life. And you said you didn't have the right people around you. What's that conversation look like? Right. Of saying, I can't hang out with you anymore. You're not good for me. I mean, how does that conversation go? Is it just ghosting them? Is it being upfront with them? How does that conversation? Um, I've, I've, I've never had that conversation with anyone. Um, I mean, I think, I think the only, the, the major uncomfortable conversation was the one I had with my mother and, and she wasn't willing to accept it. Hmm. Um, so we went a long period of time, close to a year, without speaking to each other or seeing each other. And I, I needed some space, right? Because she wanted, she wanted to go back to the relationship that she'd always known, right? And that was destructive and traumatic for me. So, so, the, so there's a standoff, right? There's a, um, if, if you want a relationship with me, mother, it's on these terms. Okay. And it, and it took her some time to accept and process that. Um, and, and it's still now, right? She still wants to slide back into that. Um, I'm, I'm probably, I probably get less triggered by it. And I had, there was a major epiphany with her a few weeks ago when I, when I brought attention to something she said to me, and she acknowledged it, right? For, for the for, often people will deny it, like, "Oh, you're you're just being you're being oversensitive, you're exaggerating." But for the first time, she actually said, "Oh, yeah, you're right. I did, I did do that." Um, and that, I'm not I'm not trying to make it sound like the, the pennies clicked and it and it's plain sailing. But when you set boundaries in relationships, it, it takes time to change, right? And it and it all depends how how badly you want that relationship to work. Um, with that relationship and particularly, obviously, it's, it's an important one for all humans, right? That relationship with our mother, no matter what, what the past has been. Um, so there's, there's a lot of tolerance on, on my side for it to work. With, with other friends who I, I don't have any great desire for certain relationships to work or not, is, is you don't need to make any big drama about it. Right, you will you will naturally move away from friendships and relationships in your life that don't complete you, don't fulfill you, don't make you better than you are without them. That there doesn't need to be a conversation. Um, you know, a bit like friends that you grew up with in school twenty years ago. Right, you probably lost contact with a lot of them, um, and they were probably really good friends at one point. But there was never, there was never a conversation you had with them that said, "I don't think this friendship's going to work out long term because I'm moving out here to San Diego to do real estate." It was, it, it just, it just naturally evolves, right? Well, I, I came to the the realization that the words we use play such a powerful thing. Like you have the words of affirmation, but I never looked at it with the the idea of negative words, right? Where you might wake up in the morning and go, oh, "I'm fat." or I'm this, or I'm that, right? And you start saying the words over and over and you're basically writing your own story, right? And so you're doing kind of like a negative kind of affirmation on it, right? And so once I started coming to the realization of being careful with the words that I'm saying, I started being aware of the people around me and the words that they were saying. And I actually had a, a conversation with a, um, a friend and was saying, hey, when we talk, there's a lot of negativity that comes out of your mouth. It was a hard conversation because they were not believing. They're not under, uh, understanding what I was, where I was coming from. But that's been, you know, I've had uh, some conversations like that because you don't realize it. But like you said, you're on that true north and you're slowly kind of veering away because you keep on hearing the words and you're forgetting about those words and it goes into your own subconscious. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that's a great catch, Vinny. So it sounds like you've done, you, you're, you're very aware and mindful of, of, the energy that you operate at and you know I'm, I'm a big fan of abraham hicks i'm not sure if that's a 
uh, a name you're familiar with, but it's essentially a law of attraction, teacher, right? And that is that is basically that we it doesn't really matter what we say, it doesn't really matter what we do. In some essence, it doesn't really matter what we think. It only matters what the energy that we vibrate at, right? So if if you and I, for example, right, let's say we go down the road of really honing in on some of the example you used of people that don't show up with honesty and authenticity, right? And we start bouncing back and forth and really building some rapport on tearing them apart and how how bad they are for the world and how destructive they are, right? That that would put us both on a really downward vibrational spiral, right? We'd be vibrating at an energy that is is just full of separation and judgment and hatred and what have you. Um, whereas what I'm always looking to do now and what I encourage everyone to do is, is to elevate the way they think, right? And if you elevate the way you think, that will automatically elevate the way you vibrate. And it's, it's all about that emotional scale I mentioned. So wherever you're at, just look for a better feeling thought. Right. So if, if you wake up with some, I don't know, let's say you have a big deal, Vinny, that falls through on you. Right. There's a big deal, big client at the last minute. They decide not to buy, not to sell, to go with a competitor, what, what have you. And just totally immoral. Right. They've gone back on their word. That trust is broken. Um, it's it's probably not possible for you in that moment to reach for that for the highest possible thought. Right, you might be feeling angry, you might be feeling betrayed, you might be feeling, you know, pissed off, what whatever it might be, is just feel for something better, right? Is well, at least I don't have to work with that guy or that girl because they they were clearly not not right for me, right? They would have screwed me over down the road. And just and just go there to begin with, right? I'm I'm relieved that it's over. I'm I'm relieved that I even without that deal, like I can I still have a roof over my head and I still have food on the table. Um, and then just and then just climb from there, right? Climb for the next best feeling thought. I've I've forgotten what your question is now, Vinny. Sorry, I'm I'm off. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're, you're perfectly fine. Uh, question. Okay, so you talked about it when we first got on here about growing up, right? You were it was okay, go to school, do this, the next step, do the next step. And you kind of almost have like a, a roadmap of what you had to do, right? If you could look back at that younger self, what kind of advice would you give that kid? Oh, very simply, mate, I would just say do what makes you happy, follow what makes you happy. Right, and you will you will always be okay. Right, I think we we have these irrational fears in our life that we're gonna end up on on the side of the road, homeless, with no food to eat, and it's and it's and that's kind of the, the worst case scenario, right? That many of us go straight to, and in reality, there's there's so many steps between us and that eventuality, right? Even if even if a couple of things don't go well. Um, there's there's so many safety nets built in, and and if you if you continue to most of the good things, most or all, I'd say all of the good things that happened in our lives, Vinny, we had we had zero control over by our by our active mind, right? And when I say our active mind, I mean the uh, the worldly things that we think make a difference, right? By working hard in school, by getting qualifications, by getting a degree, right? Not, none of those typically bring us the things that we desire. The things that we desire come to us because we desire them and we let go of resistance towards them, right? And they just, they, they land from wherever, right? I don't know if you can go back to your life and think of, relationships that have come into your life that just show up out of, out of nowhere um, jobs um, money right a big deal that just kind of just dropped out of the sky onto your lap um, just a little a little gift for you because you you needed it somewhere it's it's not because you followed this plan 
right? And you did A, and then you did B, and then you did C. It, it was it was more of a, here's what I want. I trust and believe that it's going to happen for me. So that that would be, that's always my advice to younger people. Um, yeah. when, when, what you want, right? I mean, knowing what you want. I mean, like, just the idea of if you say, okay, white cars, okay? And you say, I'm going to think of white cars. I'm going to think of white cars. I'm going to think of white cars. And next thing you know, you start seeing white cars out there. Right, you never saw white cars. Nothing changed. Not more white cars. It's just that basically you started looking for white cars now. It it's a human condition to desire, right? So if you let's say you you think you've got everything you want, right? Well, I don't know what you want from life. Whether you want a successful podcast, um, let, let's say let's say you have a goal for this podcast to be viewed by a million people. I don't know. Whether, whether that's a lofty ambition, but let's just throw, throw it out there. Um, and, then, and then you hit that goal, right? You will naturally have another desire, right? We, we always produce desires. And, and that's what the universe is built on, right? If you look back at this world, when we used to knock about with sticks and stones, Right, and look at everything we look at everything we've desired right now with phones and internet and buildings and you know many of the cool things in our lives and also many destructive things. Right, and we'll send rockets to planets millions of light years away with rovers that can parachute onto. You know, it's it's amazing what we have desired and produced. Um, so so. So how do you know what you want is it's always right there. And that doesn't mean like, it doesn't mean it's not going to change five years from now or 20 minutes from now. But, but typically if you pay attention to your intuition, you will know what you want. Is there a question you can ask yourself? And I'll, I'll preface it with this. I, I had someone on the podcast a long time ago, but he said, um, he looked at, it, he goes, the question people ask is if you knew you couldn't fail, what would you do? But the second question you asked to that is if you knew you would fail, what would you do? And once those two align, you know you're on the right path. Is there a question that you would ask someone or someone listening right now to question in their own life that might give them, are they on the right path or not on the right path? Yeah. So so what, what were those two questions again that you said blended together? So he, he said that if you knew you uh, you would succeed, what would you do? Right. If you knew you wouldn't fail, what would you do? And the second one was, if you knew you would fail, what would you do? And as soon as those two align, you know, you're on the right path. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I look at it as at a, at a very basic level. Imagine you're at your own funeral, obituary, wake, whatever it is, and you're you're a fly on the wall and people are talking about you, right? How, how, would you, how would you like to be remembered? What kinds of things would you like people to say about you? Um, what, what characteristics would you want to be remembered for, right? He, you know, Vinny was fearless. Vinny never backed down from a challenge. Vinny, you know, if there, was, if there was a difficult conversation, Vinny was the guy who would have it. Vinny didn't play safe in life. Whatever it is that's going to be important for you to be remembered for. Um, that is really just about your life. To go even deeper than that, I, I like to, to think about legacy, right? Because we all say good things about people that have just passed away, right? Even complete assholes, right? It's like, oh, he was such a good guy. I was like, you couldn't fucking stand him when he was alive. Oh, so, yeah. I don't know. Sorry for allowed to swear on this. No, you're fine. You're fine. Um, so I always say go... 150 or 200 years after the end of your life and how how are you remembered right so how you might talk about gandhi today or modern luther king um you know perhaps not 150 years but they, they probably will be remembered in that time frame right so what what do you want your legacy to be right so so vinnie vinnie was the guy who you know, help break the boundaries of how we think about ourselves um, and how we have that inner dialogue, that conversation. Um, so what, what, and that, that's a big part of the, of the kind of the purpose and the bliss work that we do. And it doesn't need to be earth shattering, right? 
it, it doesn't need to be a Gandhi or a Martin Luther King or a Mother Teresa, right? We, we don't need to have these ultra big personas that are known throughout the world, right? We can still leave a legacy in our own little small corner of, of what we do. That doesn't need to be a, that, that plays into the, into the world of kind of, of ego that I want everyone to know who I am. It's a big question to ask. I mean, so yeah, I mean, that's definitely a very big question. If if someone's listening right now and wants to follow uh, Stevie Moore, reach out to him or anything like that, or wants to follow his, follow his journey, I mean, what's the best way for them to to follow you, Stevie? Um, so I, I'd say the best way to follow me is to join our community um, on on Facebook. We, we have a, a community on Facebook, which is called Passion, Profit, Impact, specifically for heart-centered entrepreneurs or people that, that want to move into that, that making a difference to the world in a heart-centered way and really get really get connected with our passion um then then come and join that community and join with me if you already like right i need i need an intense powerful conversation i'm ready to make some big changes in my life um you know re- reach out to me directly i'm on all the major social media channels facebook linkedin instagram um just connect with me and and make contact Sounds great. Well, thank you, Steve, for being on the Road to Growth podcast. I mean, I, I love your journey. I love your idea. And, you know, I think there's a lot of nuggets for people listening right now to look at their their own self and their own journey and see if they're on the, the true north, if they're on their their way uh, way up and the right way, or if they've kind of dissected a little bit over time, a little more over time, a little more over time. Uh, but yeah, follow, follow Stevie, join his group on Facebook and reach out if you want to make some drastic changes. Thank you for listening to The Road to Growth, Success of an Entrepreneur. Please like, subscribe, and stay connected. Visit www.TheEnriquezGroup.com. Yeah, I created a website. Hope to see you again next week. The Enriquez Group, signing off.